This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, December 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Galley. Here's today's headlines. Doing very well on USMCA. Ag labor bill faces house test. And USDA eyes trade disruption in MFP decision. USMCA proposal awaits a verdict from House Democrats. It took days of marathon negotiating sessions last week for U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Jesus Siede, Mexico's top North American negotiator, to reach a deal on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Now it's up to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi whether she and other Democratic leaders are willing to accept the compromise proposal that could still be voted on to the final two weeks of Congress this year. I think we're doing very well on USMCA, President Donald Trump said yesterday. I'm hearing a lot of strides have been made over the last 24 hours. But the support of unions will be key to House Democrats accepting any USMCA deal. AFL-CIO President Richard Trumka spent much of yesterday briefing labor representatives on the compromise pact. That according to Oregon Senator Ron Wyden, the top Democrat on the Senate Finance Committee. House Tackling Ag Labor Bill Backers of an ag labor bill are struggling to win over Republican support ahead of the House floor debate later this week. The Farm Workforce Modernization Act would expand the H-2A visa program to year-round workers, and a large GOP vote would give the bill some momentum going to the Senate. But the bill still doesn't have White House support. And GOP conservatives are calling the legislation a massive amnesty bill since it would provide a path to legal status for existing farm workers. The bill had 26 GOP co-sponsors as of last week. A lobbyist working on the issue tells AgriPulse that supporters are working to round up additional GOP votes, but he declined to predict how many they would get. Keep in mind, the bill text has been tweaked since leaving the Judiciary Committee last month. One of the late changes would add 2,500 dedicated year-round H-2A vials for sheep and goat herders, a provision that could attract votes from Western lawmakers. But Democrats have declined to make key changes sought by the nation's largest farm organization, the American Farm Bureau Federation. And that's going to make it easier for conservative Republicans not to vote for the bill. The bill must be substantially modified for our position to change, said Allison Crittenden, who follows the issue for AFBF. USDA to decide in January on MFP. U.S. Department of Agriculture won't decide until next month whether to issue the third tranche of payments under the 2019 Market Facilitation Program. But even if the Trump administration were to reach a trade deal with China in the coming days, it appears that wouldn't necessarily stop USDA from releasing the money. We recognize that even if we have a trade agreement and things really get moving, we know that farm income situation has been affected and can't be turned around overnight. So there's still a great need for those payments, particularly this year. That the word of Deputy Agriculture Secretary Steve Sinsky speaking with members of the Illinois Farm Bureau Federation meeting in Chicago yesterday. Illinois Farm Bureau President Richard Giebert said his delegates aren't proposing additional aid packages, but we have some bankers who are looking for it to come sooner rather than later because of borrowers uh, facing financial challenges. And by the way, enrollment for the 2019 MFP ended last Friday. 
As of December 3rd, $10.3 billion worth of 2019 MFP payments have been made. Farmers who produce grain, soybeans, cotton, and other non-specialty crops have received $9.8 billion. Specialty crop growers have received $116 million, while the livestock sector has received $368 million. Last crop report details unfinished harvest. About 8% of the nation's corn crop still hasn't been harvested. That according to the Department of Agriculture's final weekly crop progress report for 2019. Normally at this time, 100% has been harvested. North Dakota farmers have harvested just 43% of their crop. Michigan and Wisconsin are 74% finished. The last weekly report normally would have been November 25th, but the National Ag Statistics Service extends the reports for two weeks due to the delayed harvest. Farm faces a $150,000 fine over wetlands. A Vermont farm will pay a $150,000 fine and conduct wetlands restoration, mitigation, and monitoring on about 103 acres to settle an enforcement case brought by the Environmental Protection Agency. EPA sued Nelson Farms in December 2016, alleging the farm or people under its control had cleared, grubbed, stomped, contoured land, tilled and or plowed approximately 110 acres of wetlands between 2010 and 2013, resulting in discharges into wetlands and a stream, according to the complaint filed in federal court in Vermont. The purpose of the discharges was to convert wetlands to cornfields and hayfields to support dairy operations, the complaint said. A 30-day public comment period on the consent decree starts today. France bans insecticide over bee risks. A French court has barred the use of sulfoxiflor in the country, citing studies showing significant risk to bees. The court, located in Nice, affirmed a 2017 decision that halted the sale of products containing sulfoxifor sold in the U.S. under the trade names Transform and Closer. A lawsuit filed by the Pollinator Stewardship Council, the American Beekeeping Federation, and longtime beekeeper Jeff Anderson challenged EPA's approval of sulfoxifor in July as the early stages in the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Food Security Index, Vulnerable Areas Face Inflation. An annual survey of global food security conditions is raising concerns about rising food prices in many parts of the world. According to the Economist Intelligence Unit, food prices have risen at least 5% of the past year in 26 countries. Argentina recorded the highest food inflation of the past year at 51%, followed by Turkey at 25% and Egypt at 19%. EIU's 2019 index warns that too little land worldwide is equipped for irrigation to meet future food needs. The index, for the first time, measured global irrigation infrastructure and found that in three quarters of the country surveyed, less than 10% of the agriculture land was equipped for irrigation. Here's today's He Said It. Long term, none of us want to have this level of government payments going to farmers. We want the markets. That Deputy Agriculture Secretary Steve Sinsky responding to a question about whether the market facilitation program payments are sustainable. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, December 10th. 
AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.